This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. This is Scarlett Rose, the Queen of Hearts, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. The trusted choice for interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox. Sponsored by Rogue Energy and Play Out One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J. And we should be joined by Scooter Dust in a little bit. And it is a great day for wrestling. Because we are wrestling with... The Queen of Hearts. Scarlet Rose. Hi, I'm Scarlet Rose, the Queen of Hearts. I am based out of California. Um, so my events that I have coming up will be um, in LA and Ventura area. Um, they'll be blasted on my social media, on Instagram at the dot queen of underscore hearts with two S's. And um, on Twitter and Facebook, Twitter is... SR Hearts, I believe, and Facebook. You just have to look it up. I don't have an app for that. <laughs> all right, and you don't even have to go looking for it. Um, all of the links to all her social media will be in the description of the video below, both on YouTube and Castbox. Um, you have merchandise? Um, I do. I personally just ship them out, so they have to, like, contact me if they want merchandise. I have shirts, pictures, stickers, buttons, and, like, little, like, wristbands that I sell. And the best but I can ship Oh, I can ship them out around the world. Uh, they just have to contact me through, like, my social media. Okay. And uh, the best way to get a hold of you would be uh, Twitter, um, Instagram? Uh, yeah, Instagram or Facebook. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Um, you wrestled uh, Christina Von Ehring, um, you know, a very well-known and respected name on the independence. What was that experience like? Uh, I think I wrestled her... I think around three times. I really enjoyed it. It was definitely not an easy match, I guess. Like, it's definitely hard. She was very experienced. Um, I love working with her. She was, she was really nice. And it was really kind of, she helped me a lot with through the matches. Because I wrestled her kind of like in the beginning of my career. Um... So she was very kind. I really liked wrestling against her. It was a lot of fun. Uh, she just really pushed me out of my comfort zone for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was. She did work for TNA at one point, so you know she has been to the big leagues. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the big leagues, um, you uh, you tag team with your trainer Brian Kendricks. Um, you wrestled, I believe, Jimmy Wang Yang and his daughter. Yes. Um, what was that experience like? Teaming with you know obviously your trainer and you know a well-respected name in in the pro wrestling world. Um, I really liked it because you know he is my trainer, so I got like an opportunity to like wrestle with him or side him. So it was a lot of fun on that end, like kind of like putting our ideas together and kind of like creating a match. Um, so I really did enjoy that, and I wish I could like wrestle with him more or like even wrestle against him you know um he's really really good he's really good at like creating matches um so i love wrestling with him and even i i love training with him as well it's it's so much fun like going every week to training with brian like he's he's such a good trainer and such a good wrestler it's insane what was it like you know obviously he's your trainer and yeah. then tag teaming with him, and you're kind of, you know, peers at that point, no? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're kind of, yeah, I would say yeah, peers. Um, it's, you know, he's always, like, he's backstage for our, our home promotion shows all the time, so he's, like, not even just, like, just the match I was working with, but, like, even, like, other matches that he's not technically involved in, he's like back there, like, oh, do you need any help? Like, uh, like, or you can like run ideas by him, and he's always like super like perceptive, and like he will, um, like be like, oh, hey, like I might change this or that. Like, have you thought about like doing this instead? Or you know, like he he's like very good at like the not just the wrestling part, but like also like constructing a match part of it which I really like Was teaming with him like a moment that you took in at the moment or something that kind of set in afterwards Um I knew I was tagging with him for a while like I knew a couple months beforehand that I was going to wrestle with him so like I was really excited I was really excited to see Step in the ring with both of them, honestly. Like Jimmy Wang Yang and his daughter, and you know, like there was, you know, a lot of years of experience there. And then, you know, me and his daughter kind of like the same amount of experience. We're both very new into the business, so um, I was really excited. Um, I really do like, you know, I've I've watched the match back, you know, with him and everything, and. Like, oh, you know, like, we go through, like, what we could have done better, you know, and, like, that kind of stuff. Or, like, if he could have done again, hopefully he would have wanted to change this and stuff like that. So, I really did, I really was excited to wrestle with him. I'm very excited that I had the opportunity, and I hope that there is more in the future that we can, like, tie together or even, you know, wrestle against each other. And hopefully he won't ask you to put on a chicken costume. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah, chickadee, chickadee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Shout out to Candy Gold, friend of the show. Yes, <laughs> yes. And we are indeed in, uh, joined by Scooter Dust. 
Hello, Scarlet. Pleasure to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you as well. I came across something very interesting in doing my research for this. Okay. And some people might not know who this is, but if you're an Adam Sandler fan, you know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. Tell us about the time you met Peter Dante. Um, yes, he's super cool, nice. He's amazing person from what I, my experience was. Um, it was just kind of like a moment. Like I just got booked on this show. I didn't really know much about it. I didn't really have like a real flyer. Like when I got booked or anything, it was just like, Hey, you're going to go to this, this wrestling show that I'm help booking. And I was like, okay, I'll show up. And, and Peter Dante was there and I got to meet him and he like really loved wrestling and he's super kind you know, he's, like, um, like, even, like, after the show, he's, like, like, we, I, like, tagged him in the photo, he accepted it, he, like, was, I think, a collaborator or something like that on it, and he, like, messaged me, he's, like, oh, you know, like, you're so amazing, keep me updated, like, whenever you're gonna go on a show, like, I wanna see, like, you wrestle again, and, um, and he's, like, I think he also, like, has a house out in Texas, too, and I wrestle out there, so, like, I'm, like, oh, you know, like, I'm in Texas this time or whatever. So he's really nice. He's super cool. I really enjoyed the experience. You know, he thought all of the wrestlers are amazing. And uh, it was, I can't, like, I can't do too many details about the show because it was, like, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to go around it. But there was a substance there. So, like... Yeah, so I can't talk too much because I know you guys are on YouTube and stuff like that, so I don't want to, like... Oh, you could... Uh, we're uncensored. You could say whatever you want. It's marijuana. Yeah, it was, it was a, so it was a marijuana show. So, <laughs> so yeah. It was a marijuana show. Okay. I don't personally do weed, but everyone there was doing weed, and he was, like... So the whole gimmick of the match was, like, a... a so it was an iron lung match. So the ref... I couldn't... You couldn't okay. win... You couldn't win the match until the ref was done with the blunt. <laughs> so oh that was God. the gimmick of the match. Yes. And Peter Dante was like, oh, my God. That must have been so hard to get win that match because you couldn't win unless the blunt was done. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, it that, was, almost, it was, that sounds like exactly like him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it's funny because Adam Sandler is from my neck of the woods in, uh, you know, out here in the uh, uh, New York, New Hampshire, or the or the Northeast. Um, mm -hmm. And Peter, I believe, is from your neck of the woods. Um, and I know, I know they both love wrestling uh, to a huge degree. And I think you've already answered this, but. I'm going to say he's a lot like the characters uh, he portrays in the movies that are, for lack of a better term, potheads? Yes, yes. He's literally, like, 
I could not tell, like, actually, like, meeting him outside, like, meeting him versus just watching him. I'm like, okay, you're, like, just, you weren't really playing character. That's just you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he portrays the same character. Or, like, he's the same person as he portrays in his movies. All right. All right. James, back to you. I have a follow up about the arm lung match. Um, <laughs> was the re- was that maybe the longest match you've had so far? Was the referee like milking it, or was he like going for it? <laughs> uh, he was not milking it, and yeah, so it it was pre- It was like six or seven minutes. Okay, wasn't too long. Kind of like an average match. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was an average match. Well, speaking, it was good. Speaking of your matches, um, you were the first ever women's match for One Ring Circus. Um, in a world in pro wrestling where everything's been done, there's a lot. There's a lack of you know first times. But what did it kind of mean to you to be the first women's match? for uh, One Ring Circus? I was really honored. I was actually not, like, so I wasn't originally booked on that show. It just, I just happened to be booked on the show because someone couldn't make it, and someone recommended me to wrestle, like, oh, you know, this girl's really good. I've seen her a few times. Like, you should book her. Um, So I wasn't supposed to be the original one, but... I still did an amazing job. It was such a great, like, honor. I loved wrestling there. The fans were amazing. They were really were excited because they've been wanting women matches. They wanted to see women wrestling. And, like, all the little girls were super excited to see us wrestle. They were all waiting for our match. It was really great. People, like, loved our match. And, we really put on a really good match. Like people were trying to get ready for their matches and just were drawn to our match. Cause they like, were like, okay, I can't focus. Like I need to focus on the match that they're doing because I'm like, the, I just, we just draw them in. And it was really good. It was a really good match. I was very excited to be able to put on that match. What did it kind of mean to you, you know, to be high, uh, to be highly recommended by somebody to be the replacement? Um, I really appreciated it. Like, I really appreciated it. So it was Sean Black who recommended me. Shout out to him. Sean Black, he's amazing. He's always about, like, positivity and stuff like that. So he's always trying to put other wrestlers over and stuff like that. So that's just kind of how he is. But it was really great that he was like, oh, like, my first thought is Scarlet Rose. Like, I've just seen her wrestle a few times. It's really good. And... You know, he's he brought me to the match that I had last weekend. He was like, oh, like, we want to book her because she's really good. Uh, so he always tries to put me into matches and stuff like that. So he's it's amazing. I like I like being recommended to, to be wrestled because it just shows that, like, those people believe in me, I guess. Like, they believe in what I'm trying to do and what my style is and all that kind of stuff. So I, I appreciate it. Time over time. Really? Uh, Scoodle. 
Yes. Now, I want to get into uh, something that what it looks like is more than a hobby for you. And it looks like you could have a very, very good career in this. And that's designing ring gear. How did you get into that? Uh, um, I didn't, I did not like the prices that people were like for wrestling gear and stuff. And I was starting off wrestling. Wasn't sure if I was really going to like wrestling, like, because my background is like martial arts. So like, I kind of was jumped into professional wrestling and someone just gave, like my coach just, or my promoter, my home promotion, was like, oh, you're ready for a match, and we're going to throw you in to one. And I didn't know, you know, if that was going to be my thing. So I started by, like, making my own wrestling gear because it'd be, like, significantly cheaper than going (laughs) out and hitting anyone else up for gear. And so I ended up designing my own, my first few, you know, my sets of wrestling gear. And I made it, and people really liked it, and people kind of like, oh, you need to start making wrestling gear, you need to start making wrestling gear. I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, like, I like sewing, but I don't know if I want to do it, like, for other people, because I'm like, what if it doesn't fit? And, like, it's a huge mess for me, I guess. Like, I do really like making wrestling gear, but it's just nerve-wracking sometimes, especially when you're working with, like, new people, and you don't know, like... If they took their measurements right or, like, how their body style is, you know, like, because, like, oh, it might fit your waist, but it doesn't fit around your thighs when you're trying to get it up. So then you can't get it on. So that's kind of the mess with making wrestling gear. You have to, like, kind of try to guess and see if it's going to fit someone or not based on, like, the measurements they gave you and stuff. So that's how I got into it. Huh? Especially yeah. if they're not in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Like, with me, it's like, if I make my own wrestling gear, like, I can, like, adjust it, like, right on the spot, you know? Like, that's why that's why I like making wrestling gear for me and, like, a few people that are in my area. Like, I've made it, I've made wrestling gear for people in the Philippines. And that was, like, my most frustrating set of gear because it is so far away. And if something doesn't work, if something doesn't fit, it's going to cost, like, the person so much money to send it here. And then I have to send it back. And it's it costs, like, 70 bucks just in shipping Ooh. to get it to the Philippines. And that was, like, on the cheap end. And so, like, so this, as he, this guy's already spending 70 bucks on shipping plus whatever I priced out for the pans. Then it, what if it doesn't fit? And then he has to send it back. And then I have to send, you know, it's... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Thankfully, it fit. It was a little tight, but I told him, like, hey, let's try stretching it out. You have a lot of stitches in there. It's brand new. Just kind of, like, you know, kind of, like, massage material. Let it relax a little bit, and it should fit, and it did. It did perfectly fine. So I was like, oh, thank goodness. And he, like, sent me pictures. He's absolutely in love with it. I do love making wrestling gear. It's just, it's stressful because they don't know if it's going to fit them. Until they get it. <laughs> and, and it's such such a niche market in terms of independent promotions. And uh, yeah, back uh, when I was training 
we had somebody on the roster who designed gear uh, as well. So that I I think you um I think you I think you sell yourself a little short when talking about this great gear that you design. Uh, and more than that, how uh, someone who wears gear you designed and how it makes them feel, which leads me to this follow-up. There was a young woman you made gear for? Yes. A, a child? Okay. Uh, uh, tell us... Uh, Tell us a little bit about that story and what it meant to you and what it meant to her. So I think you're talking about Illy. I think the I think you're talking about Illy. That's in Texas. Um. So she, I made the wrestling gear because her dad reached out to me about wrestling gear and because she really loves wrestling and she like trains. Um. It doesn't fit her anymore because she grew, but <laughs> she would wear it to like practice and she would wear it, you know, like whenever she was doing practice in her backyard because they had a gym or like they had like a ring in their backyard and everything. Um, and I really, that set of gear has given me so many opportunities. It's not even funny. And I don't know, like, it's just a, such a crazy story because this dad just reached out to me for this gear, whatever, and, like, it just grew into, like, a friendship that, like, I was never expecting to have. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm making a gear for, like, I think a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old at the time. I was like, okay, like, whatever, you know? I was like, okay, I'll make it. I don't, like, to me, it's like, when I first got the order, I was just kind of like, you know, this isn't going to last very long, you know, like, it's, you know, she's going to grow, she's going to grow out of it. I was like, you want it? I'll make it. Like, no problem. And I made it. She loved it. They ordered, like, another set. Um, and she still loved it. She, she was, thought it was amazing. The best thing she could get. And her dad was, like, super nice and wanted to help me out more. And they're connected with, like, Dog Pound and, like, Jazz and Rodney and stuff. And that's, like, where she trains. And... He, like, flew me out to go, like, wrestle for them and out in Texas a couple of times. And so, like, it grew so many, like, different connections and, like, meet so many people and, like, be able to, like, meet, you know, Jazz and Rodney and everything. It's, like, it's so crazy, like, how just something, like, just making gear for someone, like, making connections in, like, the wrestling world. And the... Uh this young woman has a ring in her backyard. So yep. she's automatically the luckiest in the entire world. Uh, um, <laughs> yes. I, I just had, I just had to mention that. Uh, and James, throwing it back. Yeah. Um, you know, keeping on the subject of ring gear, um, first and foremost, love the ring gear from Misty Marks. Um, shout out to Misty, good friend of the show. Um, and second, was, um, you know, obviously sewing, was that a skill you had before pro wrestling, or was that something you learned for pro wrestling? 
Um, it was a skill that I picked up during COVID. So shortly before I started doing wrestling, because I started in like in October of 2020. Um, so during 2020 is kind of when I like broke up my mom's sewing machine that she like never used and learned how to sew. And I ended up burning up the engine or like the like the components in it because like, I didn't know anything about sewing machines at the time. I was just kind of learning how to sew. And apparently you have to regularly clean them or like they, they have issues and you have to oil them and everything. So I like learned how everything to take care of them. And then at that time, everyone and their grandmother and mother were sewing. So I couldn't get a sewing <laughs> machine because they were sold out everywhere. And my grandma, like, lent me one of her older ones that she wasn't using anymore. It was working for a while, but, like, it kind of had, like, a weird, like, glitch. Like, it wouldn't stitch every single stitch <laughs> and everything. So then eventually my parents bought me, like, a really nice sewing machine that, like, is what I've been using ever since. Um... I think I got that like in 2021, I think, if I believe, somewhere in 2021. And I've been using that for the last two years and I've been really enjoying. That's kind of like how I got started into sewing is just during COVID. It's just a skill I've wanted to learn for a while and I didn't really have time until like everything was shut down. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to sew now. All right. So uh, a, a skill came in handy for pro wrestling. <laughs> Yes, yes. Now, being a gear maker yourself now, how did you decide on your own gear? Like the style? Of uh, it? yes. So, I made a couple different sets of gears. I've kind of played around with the different patterns and kind of like figured out what I really like. And I kind of like the one piece because I was a wrestler, like, since I was like seven like I did like freestyle folk style kind of wrestling and stuff like that so I kind of always liked the singlet style but I kind of wanted to be more like conservative I guess with my stuff so I had to figure out kind of like how I wanted to construct it and stuff like that and first the first thing I did was like a like a there's not very many pictures of it because got, it got old real quick, but it was like a corset back. So it would be all laced up and it was like this really gold, pretty gold lace. Um, and it kind of looked like the Wonder Woman lasso, like kind of like material. So it was like gold like that and it was braided and it was really pretty and I really liked how it looked. But having someone lace me up every single time and it was kind of annoying in that end of it. So I was like, okay, we're going to end the lace like lacing up and I tried to like fig construct one that like I could just pull up but that wasn't working because it's my body's like too wide in areas and too skinny in others and like I can't make it wide enough to go over my thighs and it still fit my waist so then I had to settle for a zipper and I tried to like figure out where to place a zipper because I wanted to put it like on the side so it wasn't on my front of my chest or the back because I didn't want to take back bumps or front bumps but I couldn't figure out how to construct it to be on the side and still be able to physically get inside of it so then I had to settle for the front zipper 
so I was like, okay, I'll be taking way more back bumps than front bumps. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a zipper on the front. Um, so that's why I have the zipper in the front. And then I made like a two-piece long suit for like really, and I don't wear that very often because I overkeep in it. So, but I wear it when I do like outdoor shows, like in the cold. Because sometimes I do like cold shows where it's like. 50, 60 degrees outside, and I don't want to freeze, so I wear that because it's warm. And then I have this one that I just kind of, I wear it every once in a while because, again, I sometimes overheat. So it's like a full pantsuit. Like, it's one piece, and then I have, like, a skirt on top of it. I really love that gear. I think that's one of my favorite gears I've made. It just looks really good, and um, it's really comfortable. Um... And I kind of just wanted pants instead of shorts, so that's why I made that one. And I didn't really like the two-piece that I made that much, so that's why I made it one piece. And I did the skirt on top to make it a little bit different. <laughs> so there's a lot of experimentation going on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I experiment all the time, like, especially like, when I had more time on my hands than I do now, but, like, I was, like, I have so many sets of gears just sitting, like, because I wore them, like, seven times, and then I was, like, I don't like how this feels, or something didn't feel right, so I had to make, like, another one, um, but I currently have, like, five sets of gears in the rotation. I have, like, a black, a red, a gold. I have my full red suit, and then I have my two-piece one that I wear every once in a while. So, and uh, just a side note, I love the fact that for people like myself and you, 60, uh, 60 to 50 degrees is considered cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And Scooter sitting there and saying, that's a heat wave. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I bet it is, but yeah, I doubt that. Wave. If you're wrestling outside, I don't think I don't think you'd be wrestling outside very much if it's like 20, 20 degrees or you know freezing. <laughs> um, I think there's been some wrestlers that uh, in the past that we've interviewed that has wrestled in that cold, but I would have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those people are crazy. <laughs> Those people are crazy for sure. All right, do you want it back to school? Don't forget the Burger King. Now, I'm not doing that bitch, James. Uh, <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you are uh, quite the fan of Betty Boop. Betty Boop? Yes. 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 I'm trying to figure uh, out how you How do much? That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, how did, uh, mm -hmm, yeah. Oh, we, we, do, we do our research. I am. Uh, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, what, I guess, what connection do, do you have to Betty Boop in terms of, uh, you know, a personal connection or intrinsic 
value? Um, what does she so, mean to you? I don't like that's such a hard question to answer because like it's something I was just drawn to, drawn to when I was a little kid. Like my grandmother showed me like a mm -hmm. cartoon of her and stuff, and like I just kind of mm -hmm. got obsessed. I kind of liked her like character and like how she like her hair was and everything and i don't know i just kind of got drawn to her when i was a kid and i just kind of stayed and i like watching her cartoons and everything so okay that's not it that's that's nothing <laughs> now, too crazy now i'm gonna ask you a trivia question do you know what movie the voice actress for Betty Boop was her last role? No. It's a, it's a cult classic movie. Uh, Betty Boop's uh, longtime voice actress, Mae Questel, uh, she was one of the grandparents. In fact, uh, Great Aunt Bethany uh, in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, she the one. She's the one who um, st uh, starts singing uh, this the Star Spangled Banner. They start singing Christmas carols. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. James, throw it back. Yeah. Um, you wrestled J-Rod, um, obviously a, a well-known uh, name in the California independence. Um, what was it like competing against her? Um, I thought she was going to be taller, honestly. <laughs> I, like, I stood next to her and I was like, you're not six foot. There's no way in your six foot. She's like, I'm not. I'm like, okay. I thought you were like this giant, and like you stand next to me, you don't look that tall. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was my first impression. I was like, looking at her, I'm like, you're not that tall. Like you're kind of like so. Like, you're only a couple inches taller than me. Like you're not that tall. <laughs> so that's kind of like my kind of like. I don't know. I thought she was going to be bigger. She looks a lot bigger in her pictures than she actually is, which was like kind of surprising. But we had, I think, what was a really good match. Um, smart fans would like it, like personally. Like, if you like Brian Kendrick, you would like that match because I kind of like kind of like try to incorporate that kind of like style into it um yeah it was kind of weird because they made me the bad guy and we planned the match the like we planned the whole entire match the one time as I'm being the I'm the good guy and she was the bad guy and then like they switched us they switched it on us like kind of towards like when we were gonna wrestle like 
it was such a weird show. It was such a weird vibes. Like it was, it was such a mess, but we made it work. I think And I was, yeah, it was kind of weird and it wasn't because of her. It was just like the promoter and everything it was kind of like, like, Oh, well we thought you wanted to be like heel. I was like, yeah, when I'm wrestling, you know, people who are like, I swear, like eight inches shorter than me. And I'm not <laughs> that tall, not that tall. Like, these people are, like, five feet and under. Of course, I, I look like a giant compared to them. Like, yeah, that's why I want to be healed. Now, you put me a baby face, like, this whole entire time against the hometown girl. You put me baby face. And then one time, I finally wrestling someone bigger than me, and now you put me as heel. I was just like, okay, whatever. We made it work. Um, I think it was a good match. Some people who are, like, very spot-driven wrestlers was like, oh, it was rough in the beginning. I was like, oh, you just don't know how to wrestle. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's how I felt about that match. Like, people were criticizing me and, like, well, you just don't like chaining, I guess, because that's what the beginning of the match was, was chaining. Hmm. And, like, the ref really liked it. He was like, oh, the, like, beginning part of the match was badass and it was so amazing and, you know, like, some people who got what I was doing liked it, and the people who didn't, I just don't think they like that style of wrestling. And it's like, you know, whatever. Each their own own preferences. It's okay. I can understand that, because we're in, you know, California. So, we are a very lucha-driven, um, you know, um, culture when it comes to pro wrestling. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's the high-flying stuff, it's the chains, it's the spots. So, you know, sometimes that kind of pro wrestling kind of gets lost on that crowd. You know what I mean? It can be. It can be. It, I, I, it can be, depending. But it was just another wrestler. It was just another wrestler that, it was, that gave me the complaint. Like, the fans loved it. I wrestled this, like, I wrestled a lot of Lucha shows, so I kind of run a little bit, like, of the same kind of stuff, you know, and they, they eat it up, you know, like, because I think even though that, like, a lot of these people are Lucha fans, they also are, like, big into WWE and stuff like that, so they, like, get that kind of style, like, right. that's especially, like, in my town, like, that I live in is, like, predominantly, like, Mexican culture, and they love Lucha, and so, like, I do mix that in, and I do a lot of lucha shows, so I do mix in some lucha in there. But I kind of keep the same storyline, and they still, like, understand it, and they still, like, kind of love it, the matches, because it's, like, it, ha- it makes sense, and they see lucha, you know? Like, it has, like, a story to it, and it also has lucha in it, so they kind of, like, they like that part of it. I do love the fact that the first impression of J-Rod was, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> I it was, and I told her that I was like, I thought you were gonna be taller, like, because she's billed as she's she's billed as like this giant, and like she's six foot, and like I'm like you're like a couple inches taller than me, like yeah, because I wrestle against people who are like six foot six two, so then I look, and I'm like. It doesn't, you don't seem that height, right? You don't seem that height. I don't know if you've met her in person, but 
Um, I've seen her in person, yeah. I, she did not look six foot. <laughs> yeah, sure. see? See? Like, I'm only like five six, and she's like probably five eight, five nine, and I bill her as like six foot. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Um. You made a lucha mask for Gabriel Buffy Iglesias. How did that come about? So it was another person that got invited to like his birthday party that that like kind of uh orchestrated it all. Um, so as someone who is a big wrestling fan and is part of, like, wrestling, he's a comedian, whatever, he knows mm -hmm. Fluffy, and, like, I think they've done interviews before and stuff like that, so they've had, like, contact with him, and, and I knew Fluffy really liked wrestling, and they knew that Fluffy really liked wrestling, so they kind of, like, hit me up for a wrestling gear, because they are wrestling masks, because they know I make masks, and they know I make gear, and they've seen me, like, wrestle before, so they're like, oh, I know her, she'll be able to make it, so that's kind of how I got it, and it was really fun to make. I wish he would have, like, kind of did something about it, but it's okay, you know? Like, I wish he knew if he liked it or not, I don't know, it's still kind of in the mystery, but I knew, like, the party was crazy, it was big, there was a lot of people there, um... So he didn't get, I don't think he got around to, you know, opening all the gifts because he was on tour like a couple days after, you know? Right. So. Well, if you, want, uh, if you want to, uh, if you'd like a concrete answer to that, I can get on his tail because I actually uh, do know him. Uh, he was actually one of my, uh, one of my first followers ever. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, like, so, I, I, I put that offer out there for Yeah, you. I would appreciate it, I would love it, because I kind of just wanted to, I kind of just wanted to see if he actually liked it, because, like, I'd spent a lot of time, it looked really amazing, I wasn't sure if it was going to fit him, because I didn't have his, you know, size of his face, but it was, like, an average adult size, you know, mask, but, even if he didn't actually, wasn't able to wear it, it's still, like, he could put it up, you know, and, like, look at it, because it looks really pretty, and it looks really cool, like, I kind of, like, made it so, like, there's, like, mesh on there, so, like, looks like a microphone and everything. It was definitely well done, and it's crazy, because, um, I went to Raw last week, and he was actually in attendance. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. Yeah. So we'll put a pin in that, and hopefully uh, Scooter will uh, track down Fluffy and get an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate it, yeah. Alright, uh, Scooter. Uh, we, um, uh, we moving on to the Colossal? Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Hypothetically, let's say there is a big film studio who wants to produce a huge blockbuster biopic of Scarlet Rose's wrestling career. 
of course, everybody knows that the most important thing when planning a movie is the soundtrack before anything else. So, what would be three to five songs that would feature on the soundtrack to the Scarlet Rose wrestling career movie? Dang. Oh, that's... I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Um, I think there would have to be some kind of share song on there because I love share like that. Like, okay. Uh, I don't know which one. Which one would like. Uh, uh, nope. You talking mid '80s share or uh, late '90s reemerging share? I think '80s to like start of '90s, like her kind of like more pop, I guess. Like when she's so, kind of got big, she was in the '70s too. When I listened some to some of her yeah. stuff then, but it was that was when she was like with her husband, and her sound was a very a lot different. Um, mm -hmm. yes. So something along the lines of, if I could turn back time? Yeah, we could do that one. Uh, now I have to move, okay. Um, I would have to do my theme song, right? Seven Asian Army, that's like my walkout song. I'd have to include that one into it. Oh, yeah. Um, Joan Jett. Uh, why am I blanking on the name? Bad reputation. Uh, I love rock and roll. No, it's the one that Ronda Rousey walks out to. I love that song, and I was so mad that Ronda that's Rousey bad. walked out to it. Huh? Bad reputation. That's, that's yes. bad reputation. I was so mad. Because that's when I was doing fighting or something like that. That's one of the songs that I used when I walked out. And Ronda Rousey used it to walk out. And I was like, ooh, I can't <laughs> use that one. I wouldn't use that one, but I can't, I can't do it the same like as other people. And I was so mad when Matt, uh, what is his name? He's like the football star or whatever. He walked out to the Seven Nation Army. I was so oh, furious. Yes, I was so <laughs> bad. Like I was like yelling at the TV. I was like, no, no, you have to be kidding me. Like I was so furious because I was like, I've been using that song for so long. Like by the time he did that, and he like walked out to it, I was like, no, now everyone's gonna like associate that song with him now <laughs> okay i have an i have an interesting question now regarding that uh it's it's a popular song in wrestling crowds uh you know with with uh keith lee uh they would chant i wanna bask in his glory or Elias, I want to walk with Elias. Or uh, the acclaimed and daddy ass, 
Scissors. I'm not going to finish that. Um, so, I'm curious. Had you ever imagined the fans coming up with a uh, a lyric specifically for you? I have not, but I, that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. Okay. Oh, the queen of Wow, James is on, on that. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I really sing on this, this song. When he sings, he sings tenor. Tenor. 15 decibels low. Uh, <laughs> um, we got the three songs? Uh, yeah, I did. I got three. Okay. And, uh, definitely an eclectic, interesting three songs, to say the least. <laughs> I listen to a lot of songs. And I listen to a lot of older songs and, like, music. Um... So yeah, I, I I like kind of the older stuff. So I, my dad kind of listened to a lot, and it's kind of what I grew up on. And you know, I like some modern music, just not really my jam. Yeah, I completely get that, and I dig your three songs yep. to say the least. Yeah. All right, uh, they are. Yes, part two. Now that we've got the soundtrack. Settled, we can move on to some, something that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, most studios might not consider so important these days. And that's this first round of casting. Who would portray Scarlet Rose in the Scarlet Rose wrestling career movie? And P.S., you cannot say yourself because you will be contractually obliged to make a Stanley-esque cameo. Mm. I... I... Okay, I guess I have to do... I... Margot Robbie, I love her. Like, absolutely. Like, I love All how right. she plays the very dynamic characters. Yeah, she has been... Uh, killing it with a lot of her uh, most recent roles: Barbie, Babylon, uh, you know, and even going back to you know the, the Wolf of Wall Street and Focus. Uh, great and Harley um, Quinn. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. I forget that. Now, uh, every movie has a supporting cast. Who would be three people significant to you? That would be in your movie, and who would play them? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Oh God, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Leave it up to casting if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, we can leave it up to casting because yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, no. And you could absolutely one hundred percent 
pre-order the tickets now. <laughs> no, um, you know, when we do resorts, we do resorts. And I'm not completely sure if this is 100% accurate, but knowing myself, curiosity always kills the cat. What are you watching on Rooster Teeth? On what? Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth. What's that? Hmm. Okay. Um, it's, uh, me, um, they make cartoons? <laughs> Animes? They, they used, they used to oh. be big on, uh, now they did their own thing. I think I know what you're talking about. I used to watch it, like, I think, like, in high school, like, a long time ago, and I just liked watching their animated stories. That's basically all I watched. Like, the animated stories of, like, comedy. I really like comedy, so I, that's what I think. I think that's what you're talking about. Red versus Blue, Ruby, Camp, um, can't remember what the name of it, Camp something. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, Scooter, you have a question about um, Scrubba Lubba Dub Dub? <laughs> Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. There you go. Marty, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing. Yes. Uh, how big of a fan are you of Nick and Morty? I really love dark humor, so I love Rick and Morty, and I love watching Ooh. the cartoon. Yes. I think I need to watch uh, the newest season, but pretty much I've watched every season. Uh, have you heard this? It's, it, uh, it's called the Songify Remix using all previous dialogue, and it's an entire song about Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> no, I haven't. We may, we may have to put that in the description of this, and there's also another one that takes all the dialogue of Mr. Meeseeks and turns it into a almost ballad of a, a creature, you know, wanting to not exist. Okay, yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, I haven't um, heard that either. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm uh, I think that's uh, good, James. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about music um, a little bit. Um, again, not sure if this is 100% accurate. Weird Alpha? Um, I've listened to some stuff from things that I've, like, heard. I don't want to listen to him regularly, but, like, TikTok gets my interest, and I want to, like, you know, hear things. Like, because, like, TikTok is only, like, a little snap of whatever the song is, and I'm like, what in the world is that song? So then I have to listen to it. What's your favorite? So I wouldn't favorite? say fan. Okay. Don't know. Alright. Well, you know, Weird Al, somewhat bizarre. 
and uh, that takes us to the bizarre um, Scarlet Roses Bizarre Adventure. You're for us that goes up and down the roads and weird, crazy, and bizarre things are bound to happen. Can you tell us a road story that fits that description? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I have traveled a lot. Too many miles. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I don't think nothing has too, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think anything too weird has happened. I was traveling one time and the car's AC stopped working. So I, in, it was like 90 some degrees temperature and the AC decided to stop working one hour into my three and a half hour drive. Oh no. I, I like, it was so freaking miserable. It was not even funny. Like it was just so miserable. I was sweating and we're driving to like a wrestling show. I'm literally just like covered in sweat by the time I get there. And I don't even, at that point, I didn't even want to, to wrestle like by the time I got there. Cause I was just like, so drained and sweaty, <laughs> gross the whole entire time. And I'm supposed to be like happy and like excited to be there and like have to meet fans. So I had to like, you know, kind of get out of my weird funk and stop feeling gross and, like, be Scarlet Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be that. Um, but I think, though, probably the weirdest show I've ever done, though, um, I did a biker show. And it was it was a really fun show. It was, I enjoyed it. Um, but it just, like, the whole night was crazy, like, it, it was so weird, it was just, nothing went right, they literally had, like, an eight by eight tent for, like, 20 guys to change, and (laughs) it was just really, really sucky, and, like, it was, like, when someone ended up quitting on our wrestling group, like, they ended up quitting because... They decided to no-sell um, Brian Kendrick, and they felt what happens when you no-sell Brian Kendrick. <laughs> and, yeah, so he got, like, a boot to the chest, and he quit the next week. <laughs> and it was raining. It ended up raining, and it wasn't supposed to rain. Oh, no. It was, it was, yeah, I wrestled in the rain. Do not recommend, but I did wrestle in the rain. The, the like, the mat was slippery. The ropes were slippery. So, like, I had to, like, scratch, like, part of what we were planning on doing because it was just too dangerous, you know, to do. Um, but, yeah, I think that's my kind of craziest wrestling event or wrestling show was just, it was kind of just chaotic. Like, we, like, there was no room for anyone to change. Like, there, like, there was, like, half the crew just outside, you know, doing whatever they were going to do, and, and, continue. yeah. I cut you off, I'm sorry, continue. Oh, and it was just raining, and then n- no one was ready for the rain, and, like, it was outside, so, like, 
it the DJ stuff got wet and it was people were freaking out about like like the people like running the show were kind of freaking out about it because their DJ equipment was getting wet and the ring was getting wet and it was just kind of a huge mess. But I don't think I've had too much crazy things. I think I have more crazy things just in my like actual life happened to me than my actual my wrestling. <laughs> More of my real life than my wrestling life for some reason. Hey, if you want to show one of those stories, we're open to listen. <laughs> Do not be wrestling related. Okay, well, this just happened. Okay, I could talk about this. I had someone literally follow me around the whole entire like Walmart that I was in. Um, I was just, I ended up passing this guy walking. And he kind of like stood out to me because he had like a long curly mustache and he was like dressed really well like with a flat top and like a vest and like it was all brown and he was like really well dressed for going to a walmart at 10 at night it was like the weirdest and like weirdest thing i had and then as i was like crossing the corner i saw him turn around and like start walking towards me and whatever and whenever i would stop he would stop and like look at like a random like um end cap and I would walk more and then he would like follow and then when I would stop he would stop and look at a random end cap and I kind of like was seeing him out of the corner of my eye so I kind of like hid like behind like a pillar that was in Walmart and then the guy just like kind of like lurked around for a little bit and then disappeared and I was like okay like I think it's he's fine or whatever and like kind of went around like doing my things and then I like looked I was looking for like a serger and I was looking at the surgeries, I kind of, like, was paying attention. So I was like, why is one $18 and why is $216? I'm like, what's the difference? What's this, that? So I was kind of really focused. And I kind of see someone in the back corner of my eye, like, walk past me. I was like, oh, you know, it's probably someone just, you know, getting whatever. And I, like, get what I want. I look right next to me and that guy is standing right freaking next to me i'm like mortified i like internally freak out i like grab my stuff and i walk away and then as soon as i grab my stuff and turn and walk he starts walking behind me and he doesn't pick up anything he doesn't pick up a single thing not like nothing from the aisle that we were looking at and then i was like looking at the coffee pots and the guy like crossed past at me right and he goes to the end cap of the coffee pots and he moves like one of the coffee pots and looks at me through the aisle. And I was so creeped out and I like freaked out and I like run into electronics and then he runs into electronics, but like on the next aisle over and I'm like, I need to get the heck out of here because he didn't pick up a coffee pot. He didn't pick up a serger. He didn't pick up anything. So then I like freaking beat it to like the back of the store. Like, I started like going like around and like <laughs> I went to like the clearance section. I hung out for a couple minutes. I like walked like the back edge of the store to like go to the front of the store, and then I finally like checked out and like I saw a person with a hat and I like freaked out because <laughs> I thought it was him. It was just a lady like with a hat that was brown <laughs> as well. But I was like, I was just like. I just saw something like got like a brown hat in the corner of my eye, and it just like made me like freak out in the in the checkout line. <laughs> so yeah, the you know, the two things come to my mind about that. Yes, uh, oh, to be like that, much younger, 
you phone uh, moment. Something like that happened to be loud. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Okay. Something like that happened to me when I was much younger, and it turned out to be the store detective. Uh, I mean, back when, you know, stores actually had uh, detectives. But I don't know if you've ever seen Dudley Do-Right, but that description almost sounds exactly like the villain from that Snidely Whiplash. You know, he's got the top hat, you know, the, that nice long black jacket. You know, um, the, you know, the, that carny mustache that has one single, like, loop on the end. And if I didn't know any better, I'd swear <laughs> they were going <laughs> to, they might have tied you to a, a railroad track. Like, in the school. Yeah. Old the first thing that came to my mind was Mars the Specialist, who was in Walmart looking for a tag team partner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I, yeah, I, the first thing I thought of was, like, the TV show You, I don't know if you've watched that. <laughs> oh, I love, I love it, oh, seen all four seasons. Yeah, so have I, but that's, like, the first thing that I thought of, like, because that's how he was acting, like, following behind, stopping, like, hiding, you know, and, like, like, that's the first thing I was thought about. I was like, oh my god, there, he's gonna try to use me. He's gonna like running out of the store. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, from a bizarre adventure to the most controversial of subjects pineapple right. on pizza. What's your stance? I do not like. I don't like warm pizza. I don't like warm pineapple, so I do not have pineapple on pizza. So you are anti. Um, pineapple on pizza. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's your spirit? Don't know. Oh, continue. <laughs> oh, I don't know what your guys' consists is on it, but I've had like Hawaiian barbecue, or not Hawaiian barbecue, um, Brazilian barbecue, and they serve like hot pineapple, and I do not like that. So it's not just because it's on pizza, it's just I just don't like hot pineapple, just period. <laughs> just in general. What's your spirit Pokemon? I do not have one because I'd never played with Pokemon. Okay. We love the late great Tracy Smutters. Do you know the acronym for Thug? T H U G. No. Scooter. <clears throat> he is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly. And G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. We love the late great Tracy trying to keep the memory alive on the show. Now, the weirdest question you'll be asked on a wrestling interview, hopefully, would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, not the country, an actual physical rock. Uh, I wouldn't. I think I've seen this on the internet <laughs> in like Japan or like I think I've seen it. I don't know. 
how I would even go around that to do that. But like, I've, I think I've, I've seen it before. I've seen some guy wrestle a tit on the internet. I've seen a lot of weird things on the internet <laughs> involved with wrestling, but I don't think I would because I wouldn't. I don't think I'm that good of an actor to wrestle a rock. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But just for context, there is this wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled an actual rock for over 15 minutes in what was called a tungsten man match. That's an arm man match that lasts for two weeks. Hmm, interesting. How do you win against a rock? I don't know. Well, he used paper, obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Unfortunately, he did not win the match. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. On a more serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? Five years? Um... I don't know, like, hopefully I'll be wrestling in, like, a bigger promotion if that's, like, WWE, AEW, or, like, anything else in between. I hope that, like, I would be able to get to a bigger promotion, um, or, like, Japan, like, um, I I would hope so, like, that would be the dream, honestly, but, um... Yeah, I think that's that's the dream for me, be able to like make wrestling my career. Right. And what is a match people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what Scarlet Rose is all about? Um I think the video my just most recent match, I think it was one of my better matches I've had. So far, it felt really good. Everything seemed pretty clean. It was against Danica Bledwin. Um, it was a really good match. I didn't win, boo. But <laughs> I got a, had a lot of fight. Had, it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope I get to wrestle her in the future. And like because I, I win this time. <laughs> I win the next time. So, yeah. Could we find that on YouTube? Um, yes, it is on YouTube. It's not on mine. I think it's on hers. But if you guys like, I can always send a link. That would be appreciated. And I will put that link in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox for anybody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it, wants to re-see it after this interview. And since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview... We are wrestling with the eight questions of Doom. Dun, dun, dun. No actual Doom to be incurred. This is our speed. This is our speed round or bonus round. The round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Um. Oh my goodness. Uh. I'm trying to think. I'm like, oh, wait. I. Oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. There we go. Um. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin. There we go. Worst wrestler. Worst wrestler. Like, like big time or? Any, in general. Anyone. Ooh, do I really have to do that one? We could give you the default answer no. if you'd like. Yeah, let's do the default answer because there's a lot of opinions that I probably shouldn't say. <laughs> Scoot up. You, you have chosen Eva Marie. Okay. Your main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Uh, the man. Becky Lynch. Yes. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? I, <laughs> I would go to Ron Rousey's. <laughs> Finish the sentence. K-Fabe is... What was it? K-Fabe. K-Fabe is... Is the keeping the character in the rest of your life? We also would have accepted is quite. We also would have accepted is quite good on toast. <laughs> Squash, vegetable or fruit? Vegetable. It is indeed a fruit. I consider it a vegetable. I knew it was a fruit, but <laughs> I consider it a vegetable. <laughs> like, I consider tomatoes vegetables, even though I know they're fruits. <laughs> and that's why you are now a part of Squash yeah. One. And that means a hell of a lot more. <laughs> Ketchup is my fruit salad. <laughs> New Japan wrestler Tai Chi. His ring gear gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ring gear? Um, I think covering, I think most of the butt at least start off with. I don't know. Like 90%. 90% of the butt covered, I guess. Alright, so 10% cheek, 90% covered. Yeah. Alright. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? No. And that is the correct answer. <laughs> and that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much, Scarlett, for coming on and doing this with us. Awesome. Once again, where can we find all things Scarlett Rose on social media and merchandise? Um, you can find my merchandise on my social media by contacting me. I have shirts, stickers, buttons, wrists. Band, little wrist, plastic wristbands, and did I say photos? I think I did. There we go. And on Instagram is at the dot queen of underscore hearts with two S's. And 
sr underscore hearts on twitter and facebook i do not have that so just have to find me through looking at scarlet rose the queen of hearts and you don't have to type it into your google machine all of the links to all her social media will be in the description of the video below but on youtube and castbox um simply simply click the link a new tab will appear on whatever device you are on you have no excuse Buy a damn short. Right. Uh, of course, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment. But on YouTube and CastBox, this was sponsored by Rogue Energy and Pale One Coffee. Join us tomorrow as we interview Hotshot Danny Duggan. And join us every Tuesday and Wednesday for new incredible interviews. Follow the show at Wrestling the E, but on um, X, Instagram, and Thread. Follow me personally at JamesJ993. And what can we find Scooter? As always, find me on X at ScooterDust. My stand-up comedy tour live from Camp Lejeune is in, uh, it's been, uh, a couple more shows have been added. Free water with admission. As always, keep an eye out to the social medias for any upcoming news on the remix. I promise it is coming back. And revel in my Dungeons & Dragons antics along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan, Twitch.tv, backslash Smoking Dragons. What, uh, Scarlet, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment, okay? Okay. For our special guest, Scarlet Rose, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit... Entertainment. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.